0: Welcome, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. This is Brother Jimmy Fortunato, and you're listening to a sermon from the Pilgrim Baptist Church in Tennessee. For more information about our church, please visit us on the web at pilgrimbaptist.church. We saw in Galatians where Paul, he begins to defend his apostleship. So we're going to kind of stop Paul and. Park and Paul's on uh, apostleship in the New Testament. We're going to run quite a few verses. The word apostle defined is to send away with a message or to send away on a mission. That's what the word apostle means. So we have the twelve plus we have Paul. The twelve was Peter, or Cephas, Simon, Andrew, James, John, James of Alphaeus, Judas or Thaddeus, brother of James, Thomas or Didymus, Matthew or Levi, Philip, Nathaniel or Bartholomew, Simon the Zealot, Matthias, and then outside of the 12, now we had Paul. So we're going to run some verses and try to get an understanding of apostleship in the New Testament. Acts chapter 1. Let's start and read verse number 13. And when they were come in, they went up into an upper room where abode both Peter and James and John and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon Zelotes and Judas the brother of James. Go over to verse 26 in that same first chapter. And they gave forth their lots, and the lot fell upon Matthias. And he was numbered with the eleven apostles. Acts chapter 2, if we go over to verse number 14. What verse I want? I don't think I want to go there yet. No, I don't want to read I don't want to read Acts chapter 2 quite yet. Let's go over to Matthew chapter 10 and Mark chapter 3. Matthew 10 and Mark 3. Matthew chapter ten verse number three, the Bible says, uh, We'll start at verse number two. Now, the names of the twelve apostles are these: the first, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother; James, the son of Zebedee; John, his brother; Philip and Bartholomew; Thomas and Matthew, the publican; James the son of Alphaeus and Lebius, whose surname was Thaddeus; Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. These twelve. Jesus sent forth. So there's the 12, but then there's the definition of the apostle, which is to send. You know, this, this generic term, apostle defined, is to, to send away with a message or a mission. Okay, last thing on the 12, go to Mark 3. And we'll get verse number 18. Mark chapter 3, verse number 18. uh, back up to 17, uh, back up to 16, and Simon he surnamed Peter, and James the son of Zebedee, and John the brother of James, and he surnamed them Bernurgius, which is the sons of thunder, and Andrew and Philip and Bartholomew, and Matthew and Thomas, and James the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, and Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, which also betrayed him. So we see the 12. We see the 12. But Paul wasn't part of the 12. But he's claiming his apostleship, which we're parking on this tonight because we saw that in Galatians. If we get over to Galatians chapter one 1-1, look what he says. Paul... Galatians 1.1, 1, 1, an apostle, not of man, neither by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. And then you get over to verse two, uh, chapter 2, Galatians 2.8, look what it says. that we, we looked at this this morning. For he that wrought effectually in Peter to the apostleship of the circumcision, The same was mighty in me toward the Gentiles. He's claiming apostleship just as the twelve had, just as authoritatively as the twelve. But Paul wasn't part of the twelve. But he still has this unique apostleship. Titus 1.1, it says, Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ. 2 Timothy 1.1, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. So there's this kind of strict definition of an apostle. And then we're going to kind of look at a general definition here towards the end. And then we're going to look at what Jesus Christ is to us. So that'll be the way that we'll outline this. Let's get Ephesians chapter 4. Because this is going to clear up some things. Or it should clear up some things, especially people um, that tend to. Well, let's just get into it. Ephesians chapter 4. We'll start at verse number 8. Look what it says. Wherefore he saith, When he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it but that He also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descendeth, descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens that He might fill all things. And He gave some apostles. There it is. and Some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. So there it is. And He gave some apostles. Biblically speaking, apostleship at least given to the New Testament church, which is what we are, until Christ did all those things that we had talked about before in other messages, but until He ascended, and until we actually have now this New Testament church, Jesus paid it all on the cross, all of that, biblically speaking, this is when the apostleship started at least when we're speaking specifically and directly about the gifts given to the New Testament church. Okay, so we see that this is... Well, go over to 1 Corinthians 12. Go back to 1 Corinthians 12. 1 Corinthians 12 and verse number 28. Well, 27, now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. And God hath set some in the church. So we're talking about now, if we ran all the verses on church, you're going to find out there was a church in the wilderness. Well, it's not the New Testament church. The same way you have apostle as a general definition, and now we're looking at this this specific or this strict apostleship? Well, it's the same thing to church. When Jesus was walking the earth, there was a church. There was a gathering or assembling of people. But it wasn't a New Testament church. He's still alive. He hasn't died on the cross yet. He hasn't paid for our sins by shedding His blood. He hasn't resurrected Himself and ascended to the right hand of the Father. Once all that's done, now we have a church, but it's not the church in the wilderness. It's not the church... When Jesus was walking the earth, it's a New Testament church. Why? Because Jesus paid it all. So, here we see, and God hath set some in the church. Well, what church? It's specifically this New Testament church that we are a part of, and it says, first apostles. So there it is. Secondarily, prophets, thirdly teachers. After that, miracles, then gifts of healing, helps, governments, diversities, of tongues. Are all apostles? Of course not. It goes through and finishes up the verse. Said all that to say this First Corinthians 12 tells us it's a spiritual gift given by God. It's a spiritual gift. First Corinthians 12, we read verses 7 through 12. Let's back up and slow down. This teaches us that these gifts were given by the Holy Spirit, no human effort or merit is involved. Now, 1 Corinthians 12, 7-12. through But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit withal. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, the discerning of spirits. To another, diverse kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh, that one and the self-same Spirit dividing to every man severally as he will. For as the body is one, and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. who was it given by all these gifts holy spirit no human merit or effort at all these are holy spirit wrought gifts now this is the exciting part because go back to acts 2 i think it'll fit more properly here Acts chapter 2, beginning at verse number 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. And when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? And how hear we every man in our own tongue wherein we were born, Parthians and Medes and Elamites and the dwellers of Mesopotamia and in Judea and Cappadocia and Pontus and Assyria, Phrygia and Pamphylia and Egypt and parts of Libya about Cyrene and strangers of Rome, Jews and proselytes, Greeks and Arabians. We do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. They were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, what meaneth this? Can you imagine being in Acts 2 and all of a sudden, you guys are Italian and, and, and I'm English and all of a sudden, arrivederci! And it just starts coming out. Pasta vazul, you know? And I never spoke that language before in my life. And now you can hear the words of God in a miraculous sign, miracle gift. This wasn't scooby-dooby-doo, blah, 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 blah. Hoo-ba, hoo-ba, hoo-ba. It wasn't none of that. It was a language that was coherent and understandable. <laughs> and there were people there to confirm that language And it confirmed that the message was from God. That's Acts two. This is from God. They didn't. They didn't have Acts two to turn to in Acts two. (laughs) When they were in the upper room, it wasn't like everybody was bringing out their. You know, wasn't happening. Acts chapter 5, watch this. Acts chapter 5, we'll go at verse number 12. And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. And of the rest, durst no man join himself to them, but the people magnified them. And believers were the more added to the Lord multitudes, both of men and women, insomuch that the streets brought them forth sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches, that at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. There came also a multitude out of the cities round about in Jerusalem, bringing sick folks, and them which were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed every one. Verse 14, all believers were the more added to the Lord. When Acts 5 was happening, nobody had Acts 5 to turn to. This was to confirm this is God. God is in this. God is working. God is speaking. And all these phony balonies, they don't go to the nursing home here in town. They don't go down to the big hospital over in Nashville and start going room-to-room healing people because they're phony balonies. And they want to trick people into giving them their money. And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders. We'll dig into that a little bit deeper as the message goes on. But go over to Acts chapter 28. Acts chapter 28, verse number 3. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came out a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. When the barbarians saw the venomous beast hang on his hand, they said among themselves, no doubt this man is a murderer whom though he hath escaped the sea, yet vengeance, vengeance suffereth not to live. And he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. (laughs) Now that'd be cool to see. That'd be real cool. You know what the sad part is? There's people reading this verse in some backwoods church handling snakes because they read this verse. Newsflash. How dumb can you be? How dumb and stupid can people be? You can make the Bible say anything you want it to say. It's a dangerous, dangerous place to be. Paul had a miraculous sign gift. He was an apostle. He had miraculous sign gifts given to him By God Almighty. Verse number 8, And it came to pass that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and of a bloody flux. He just had a flow of blood. To whom Paul entered in and prayed and laid his hands on him and healed him. So when this was done, others also, which had diseases on the isle, came and were healed. i visited Lloyd now three to four times And every time I go over there, I honestly, Brother Kelly will tell you the same thing. We sit with him, we talk with him, lay my hand on his shoulder or on his arm, and pray. I can't heal him. I can't heal you physically. You can't heal me physically. We don't have the miraculous sign gift that these apostles were given. And if these phony baloneys really thought they had it, we'd have cancer cured. But we don't have cancer cured because those guys are con, con artists. And it's false. Paul did. And these guys did. Wouldn't you have loved to just live during these days? We we wouldn't have indoor plumbing or electric, but we'd be able to see some cool stuff. (laughs) Okay, so we got uh, Mark chapter sixteen. Here 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 we go. Mark chapter sixteen, and here it is. Mark sixteen. Uh, well, let's back up to fifteen. And here's what he said: in them, "Go ye in all the world and preach the gospel to every creature." I just wanted to read that because it's because it, just in case somebody was confused and they thought it said "go into all the world and preach baptism," just to get that out of the way. Uh, and then, and then, verse sixteen. So, what do we preach? We preach the gospel: the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's what lost people need. And then, verse sixteen: He that believeth and is baptized. Uh, shall be saved, but he that believeth not and is baptized not shall be damned. Except that's not what it says either. (laughs) Because here's where the damning comes in. If you believeth not, you shall be damned. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Why don't the Church of Christ ever run to those verses? Tell me where it says you're ever damned if you're not baptized. It doesn't. It says, He that believeth not shall be damned. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Okay, and now here we go, here we go. And these signs, verse 17, shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Don't try that today. These sign gifts, these miraculous tongue talkers, this miraculous healings, that happened instantaneously were sign gifts given to the apostles. But they're not around anymore. And either are these miraculous sign gifts. I believe God can heal people. But the miraculous sign gift, we're not going up to anybody in the name of Jesus, stand up and walk. I tried it on my friend. Matt Rich in Glassboro, New Jersey. My wife knows who I'm talking about. And we talk about these questions all the time. And Matt Rich was at cerebral palsy. And he was in a wheelchair. But he wasn't bound to a wheelchair. So sometimes to tease him when he would try to get up, because he could get up, as he was getting up, I'd put my hand on him and say, in the name of Jesus, get up. <laughs> and sure enough, he'd get up and he'd have his, you know, his things. and he'd... <laughs> Look, we're having fun with it. Making fun of it at the same time. These guys aren't coming to where my friend lives and healing his legs. But one day he's going to walk because Jesus Christ is going to give him a glorified body. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter number 9 and 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians chapter number 9, verse number 1. Am I not an apostle? Am I not free? Look at this. Have I not seen Jesus Christ our Lord? Are not ye my work in the Lord? If I be not an apostle unto others, yet doubtless I am of you, for the seal of mine apostleship are ye in the Lord. But look at it. Have I not seen Jesus Christ our Lord? I got news for you. I didn't go down to the Walmart and see Jesus Christ. <laughs> now, His Holy Spirit is dwelling in me. Christ liveth in me. I get all that. But we are not physically sharing time with our resurrected Savior here on earth. Now, okay, so get over to 1 Corinthians 15. They must be an eyewitness of the resurrected Christ. That's the qualification. 15, 1 Corinthians 15. Verse 5. Verse 4 And that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures, and that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. After that, he was seen of about 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some are fallen asleep. After that, he was seen of James, then of all the apostles. And last of all, he was seen of me also as one born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles. That's just Paul for you, isn't it? That am not me to be called an apostle. That's good old Paul for you. Because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. What's the qualification? They saw The resurrected Christ. Somebody says that they want to heal somebody. They don't have scriptural authority, number one, because they didn't see the resurrected Christ. But these fellas did. (laughs) And that would have been some time. That would have been some time. Now, these apostles, you know what they had? Well, they didn't have 1 Corinthians 9 and 1 Corinthians 15 to turn to like we do. But you know what they had? Authority over the church. And God gave them authority over the church by this apostleship. And they had these sign-working miracles. And they had this doctrinal authority until... The canon of the New Testament was completed. Now, guess what we have as our doctrinal authority? The Word of God. Because in Acts 2, if we were there, we couldn't have turned to Acts 2. In 1 Corinthians 9, if we were there, in 1 Corinthians 15, if we were there, we couldn't have turned to it in the Scriptures. The foundation of the church was built on the prophets and the apostles. They had the doctrinal authority, but we have their doctrinal foundation and our doctrinal authority now is the Word of God. A more sure Word of prophecy. That's our authority. Ephesians 2. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 2. Okay, we just kind of talked about this a bit. Um, and are built, Ephesians 2, verse 20, and are built upon the foundation, look at this, of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ Himself being the chief cornerstone. Apostolic succession doctrine is a false doctrine. We don't have, nobody took their place and is now going around doing these miracles. These gifts ended with the twelve and they ended with Paul. For one, their intended use was biblically accomplished. God's Word was confirmed and it went forth because they didn't have written script. And now, it's to be foundational to the church for our learning and for our admonition and for our understanding of how now God's Word came about and now we have it and can hold it in our hand and read. Let's get back over to Acts 1. We're going to answer why Paul shouldn't be considered as one of the twelve. He calls himself least. But Matthias was the p- replacement for Judas, uh, Judas Iscariot. It wasn't Paul. Matthias replaced him. Acts chapter 1 let's look at a few passages verse 26 acts 126 and they gave forth their lots and the lot fell upon matthias and he was numbered with the eleven apostles he was numbered acts chapter 2 now uh... Okay, this is where this makes sense. But Peter, Acts 2.14, but standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said to them, ye men of Judea, and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken unto my words. And he goes on. But he says, standing up with the eleven. It's obvious we just looked at Matthias being numbered now with them. Now in Acts 2, a few verses later, it's very apparent and obvious this, this numbering, at Matthias is included in that. Um, Acts chapter 6 should be obvious. Acts chapter 6, verse number 2, the Bible says, Then the 12 called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, it is not reason that we should leave the Word of God and serve tables. Then the twelve. Who's the twelve? Well, it has to again be referring to Matthias. Because until we get to Acts 9, Saul isn't Paul. Saul is of Tarsus. Saul is not saved. (laughs) So, Paul had apostleship, but just splitting this and understanding that he was not part of the twelve. He had a unique apostleship. 1 Corinthians. Let's see what Paul says. Under the Holy Spirit of God, this is what he says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We'll read it again. 1 Corinthians 15. We'll start at verse 3. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, He buried, and that He rose again the third day according to the Scriptures, and that He was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. After that, He was seen of about 500 brethren at once. He had a special calling, but He's not numbering Himself with the twelve. He's not. He has apostleship, but he's outside of the 12. Galatians 2.8 we looked at this morning, I think earlier tonight. It's to the Gentiles. He specifically did a lot of work with the Gentiles. And he never rejects Matthias. He doesn't consider Matthias a bad choice. The point of tonight is, at least this point, is to make... He didn't number himself with the 12. He had a unique apostleship. Um and we read verses seven through uh ten in, in 1 Corinthians 15. He simply says it's not of any lesser quality. He is, he says, for I am the least of the apostles. He says that in verse nine. And I'm not meet to be called an apostle. But by the grace of God I am what I am, he says. I am. Okay, now we have a general sense, and we'll 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 tie it up here. Uh, go go back to Acts. It's remember we said in the beginning the word apostle means to send out with, on a mess on a mission or to send out with a message. That's the general sense of the word or or the way you would define it. Acts fourteen fourteen. Look at this, which when the apostles, Barnabas and Paul, well, wait, where'd Barnabas come in? Well, watch. Heard of, they rent their clothes and ran out in among the people, crying out and saying, Sirs, why do you these things? It's, if you go back a chapter, Acts 13. Okay. Okay. Acts thirteen three. Here it is. Look at this. How is Barnabas an apostle? Well, he's not one of the twelve. He doesn't have the unique apostleship that Paul has. But look what verse. Look what Acts chapter thirteen. I hope you're with me on this. Acts thirteen verse three. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. So, Barnabas is spoken of as an apostle in this general sense of what does it mean to be an apostle? To be sent out, to be sent away on a mission or to have a message. Okay, so we're speaking on a less strict sense here. And then when we go over to Romans, go over to Romans chapter 16. Romans chapter 16, we're going to be at verse number 7. Salute Adrenaikos and Junia, my kinsmen and fellow prisoners who are of note among the apostles who also were in Christ before me. Well, what was Junius or Junia and Adrenaikos? What were they? well they were sent out as messengers of the church so in this general defining word of apostle they certainly were that and then um, philippians chapter 2 philippians chapter number 2 verse number 25 225 yet i supposed it necessary to send you epaphroditus my brother and companion in labor and fellow soldier, but your messenger and he that ministered to my wants. Again, we don't see the word apostle, but we see this concept of we are sending you, Epaphroditus. An apostle is someone who's sent out. Doesn't mean he has to be part of the 12. So we see that principle in Philippians 2. Uh, uh, let's see, three more. Let's go to 1st. Thessalonians 1 Thessalonians 1 1. Look what it says Paul and Silvanus and Timotheus under the Church of the Thessalonians which is in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now go over to chapter 2, verse number 6. And look what it says. Chapter 2, verse number 6. Nor of men sought we glory, neither of you nor yet of others, when we might have been burdensome as the apostles of Christ. You know what? Silas and Timothy or Sylvanus and Timotheus were sent out. <laughs> sent out and that's what it's meaning there. Second Corinthians chapter 11 and Hebrews chapter 3 and we'll be done. We'll start with second Corinthians. Will be in chapter 11, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse number 13. There's another type of apostle, First <laughs> uh, 13, 2 Corinthians eleven thirteen. 13. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Why is this so powerfully? Why is this such a serve as such a powerful warning? They deceive you, and they deceive me, and they deceive people as being an apostle of Christ. Very light. Very glorious. It's an angel of life. An angel of light. That's what these people that are under the power of Satan are transformed into. I don't want to walk around being paranoid, but I want to be cautious of false prophets. They can really hurt you. They can hurt me. They can hurt our families. They can hurt our church. So we see this type of apostle, which, bad news. Lastly, let's go to Hebrews chapter 3. We'll end on the most beautiful note we can. Hebrews chapter 3, verse number 1. wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. Amen. That is who is our Apostle and our, our High Priest. And that's something to end on a high note. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank You. Thank You that we are partakers of the heavenly calling. Thank You that we have Jesus Christ as our Apostle and our High Priest. Lord, help us this week to pray for those we need to pray for and to witness to those that You put in front of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen thanks a bunch for listening. For more information about Pilgrim Baptist Church, be sure to visit us online at pilgrimbaptist.church, where you can also send me a personal message or learn more about joining us for a church service. And remember, Christ is all.